Ever wonder what the dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. This episode is brought to you by Noble Pet Foods. No nonsense, no bull. Go to noblefoods.com, use promo code DOGTALK15, and they'll deliver dog food to your house with Noble. Are you Louie? Hi, Louie. Hi, Louie. I like the blinky eyes. I'm an animal communicator, and we are going to chat. Yes, we're going to talk about food and anything else you want to talk about. Oh, you want to show me a toy? <laughs> Louie's the master of the house, so he says. Yes. Okay. He, and- is, he is the uh, seven, eight-month-old puppy, COVID puppy, uh, and full of himself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that himself. is captain or cappy over there okay um, who He's a uh, is is high strong usually but uh-huh. uh louie puts him in his place sometimes so then he takes long naps yes <laughs> he's only two years old so we're gonna talk to both dogs right you're are you good with that i think he's ready <laughs> okay louie is definitely ready first of all so this is jim and Jim is definitely a dog dad, but you are like the best kind of dog dad because you make the best treats. You make dog treats. You are our- And food. Yeah. Yes, well, <laughs> I come from the dog perspective and your food is so good because I have tried it, full disclosure. I have not tried it. My dogs have tried it and <laughs> the food counts as a treat, but your dogs, they don't even consider it dog food. They're like, you make the candy kind of thing. It's a treat. So <laughs> Willy Wonka. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So this is fun talking to them. Louie is just full of energy. He loves the food. He says, Oh, I get it all the time whenever I want. And then he laughs because he says, no, that's not true. You're actually pretty good about a feeding schedule. He gets, they, they each get uh, two bars in the morning and two bars at night. Yeah. And, and Louis says, oh, geez, you're killing me that way. But he tries his darndest, he says, to get more. But you, you're- always treats everywhere in the house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you're a dog's dream come true. <laughs> you are definitely, Louis lucked out big time. So yeah, exactly. I'm going to ask Louis if he has anything to say to contribute about this. Louis, you live- in the Willy Wonka home kind of thing. Hi, Louie. What do you have to say about the dog food or eating healthy? So, oh, okay. So he, Louie is saying that even his food has changed because he has different needs and he wants people to know that it's okay to change dog foods, that there is a, I guess you've changed from when you were a little guy because, oh, your teeth are bigger and you get, you can chew and crunch things more than when you were a pup that people need to know that you, it is okay to change dog foods. You just want to do it the right way. And sometimes as your dog changes, or Louis says, even when it's like tired or, or like this, 
I'm trying to get the words right, Louis, that when there's a change from stage, I guess you've heard the word stage, that you have to change your dog food or you can mix it up. And, and so Louis like saying, be open to that because you, you've lived changing dog food. So did he start with one when you first got him? It was something smaller and as he's already grown? He did actually. Um, when he, when we first got him, uh, during, during COVID, uh -huh. um, I, I put him on a puppy, a breed specific puppy kibble. Uh -huh. uh, I had worked for that company. Uh, so I felt, uh, relatively comfortable, uh, feeding, feeding that diet. Um, and then basically once a dog, uh, gets to so technically a golden retriever is still a, a growing stage puppy for about 15 months um, so uh, but once they hit six seven months um, they're pretty much the size or 85 percent of the size that they're going to be as an adult if of course not with any obesity issues or things like that so uh, at that point uh, I switched them over uh, to the bars for noble um, and he uh, he went from someone who would just walk over and kind of like sit down and wait for the bowl to get filled up to now he is right by my side when I feed uh, Cappy because Cappy's food is in the kitchen and his is in the family room. <laughs> uh -huh. So he sits at my side, he looks, he starts wagging the tail, he starts getting up and then he sprints to his bowl when, when he knows that I'm done giving Cappy his food. So um, yeah, he's been... He's been fun with that. Okay, so he wants to talk about the wrapper. So he says that dog food, oh, he says he likes it. Dog food can be mixed up. He likes it sometimes if it's crumpled or versus the bar and he cannot as a bone. He likes the variety. And he says that's one of the good things a plug for the bars are that you can mix them up. But he says, Again, he's with you on give your dogs the right food. Louie, what is it? Do you get veggies too? Is that what you're trying to show me? Sometimes, not so much. He does okay. not. We have the veggie treats and he um, will actually, he likes the green beans, but he yeah. will spit out the carrots and the sweet potatoes. Yeah, the carrots <laughs> is when my head started going not so much. So, <laughs> Louie, you don't even want to talk about that. He doesn't, the carrots don't smell as good. He just don't waste your time. Louis, you might like them steamed a little bit. Then they're like green beans. The reason is that they're good for you. And when they're crunchy, they keep your teeth really healthy. Are you open to that, Louis? He's like, maybe, but okay. So what else do you have to say about life there or the food or that anyone would know from your dog experience? Okay. So he says it's a lot of work going from puppy to regular dog because you don't get the same attention as when you're a cute little puppy. And he says that... Once you're a regular dog, you're treated differently and the rules are stricter. I guess like he got away with more. Oh, he was, he's, and he was littler. So he's had, oh, it's a big adjustment. Oh, interesting. So when he's little, any little dog can move around. And because he's no longer little, he can't do some of the things he could do, right? You can't do them with the things that when you were little. And you sort of miss that. So it's like, be gentle with me because I'm still figuring out what I can do as a big dog and how I fit in. Because if he was little, for instance, he could get in your lap and now it's different and the rules are changing. And he says he's still figuring the rules out. That would be accurate. He is, uh, he used to sit in our laps in the brown chair out there by yes. the window looking over the lake. And, and now, now um, 
now he's he's uh you know 75 pounds <laughs> so, and he gets told to get off the chair yes because he actually uh he was allowed to go on as a puppy as long as someone was with him and now uh he just walks into the room and climbs up into the chair on his own which which we say is not okay <laughs> and it's awful it's he doesn't get it it's it's a sore point because he loves looking out the window <laughs> this is sort of sad for him he he really liked that view it was a special time in his life and if you could do something about it he would be happy huh louie I, I will have to send you a picture of when he was a puppy he actually um the windowsill is not that big but he would balance himself in the windowsill <laughs> with two of his paws uh, you know, both left side, he'd do that so he could sit in the windowsill and look out the window. And mm -hmm. then if he ever got off balance and fell, he'd fall into the chair. That's, and now he's, he, this is a big deal. Louis, I think that they're going to find a solution for you. Would that make you happier? Yes. See, <laughs> he wants, he, he's like, help me out. This is a big deal for him. Louis, you want to see out that window? The chair was comfortable. He's like, they have talked about getting a blanket, but <laughs> he needs this fix and he says i know you can do it you're a smart guy okay so louie thank you that's a good lesson for anyone that your puppy <laughs> to a big dog needs to have uh we need to show grace to our dogs as they get bigger and understand from their perspective that the rules change and they don't always understand why they're suddenly not allowed on the couch why you're suddenly not holding them and all those kinds of things. So be aware of the transition from little dog into, as people might say, big boy dog, that they might be able to do new things, but they miss some of the things. Okay, uh, Jim, do you have any questions for Louie? Uh, I would just, the one question, he, he's such a good boy when it comes time to go to bed. You know, mm -hmm. he just got to call his name once. He walks right over to his bed and his crate and he lays down and he's fantastic on it. Uh -huh. um, he, the question I've got is why does he like the apples so much? <laughs> we have a, we have an apple tree in the yard and he is constantly, I mean, if we were to collect them in one day, we would have a bushel of apples. Well, they're okay. He, he likes the sweet. He likes the crunch. He likes the juice. He, he loves them. They're, oh, he likes the, oh, okay. So he, it's like a ball to him too. There's a lot going on there with the owl. It's like a toy. So it's like the best kind of tennis ball. He's not saying tennis ball, but I'm getting that. It's, it's that same concept. It's a feeling that I'm getting that he loves in the mouth because he's, he's teething, he's growing. So he's got something. It's like the best payoff ever. He's, it's like He's a retriever. He likes to bring them. Yes. <laughs> Boy, does he bring them. Yes. But it's like this massive payoff to him because it's even better. And it's, he says he knows he doesn't feel too good if he eats too many of them. He gets like, yeah. oh, whoa. So he, that's why he's doing it because it's a mix of things that it's hitting. Like It's almost like you could sell apples. If people gave their dogs apples, a, a retriever, you know, I give mine dog, I peel them. In fact, interesting, they will not eat non-organic apple skins. Not and really. They could tell if, if, you know, those super polished ones, they spit them out or they walk, they turn. If I carve out the meat from inside the apple, sometimes they'll eat it, but they will eat organic apples. Yeah. So, 
FYI. So I, I tell you, um, part of the, there's some wonderful research that's starting to come out. Um, like everyone always knew the olfactory senses of a dog were that much better and each dog, like bloodhounds have an even better one than others. But um, there's some amazing things, like there's dogs that are showing a 95% uh, positive effective on sniffing out COVID right. um, at airports. Um, there's dogs that have always been used for really high or low uh, diabetic reactions, but now the dogs are actually within 20 or 30 points of a rise mm -hmm. and able to do that. Um, there's stuff for us. What we found was there's a lot of dogs that have the ability to sniff out the um, essential amino acids that they require. Wow. So dogs require 10 essential amino acids. And that's actually what determines if a dog is satiated. I mean, it's what determines if anybody is satiated, if they get the amino acids the essential amino acids they require. So for a dog, um, if you imagine like 10 beakers, uh, mm -hmm. and whichever one, like they all have to be filled up to their own top level for a dog to be satiated. Whichever one is the last one to get filled up is known as the limiting amino acid. And whichever one that is, if there's a deficiency on their food, the dog will keep looking for it. Oh, interesting. Begging, going through the garbage, eating cat litter, uh, remnants right. rolling around in the yard where like an animal died or went to the bathroom. Um, so they, they're sniffing out those essential amino acids. So it's, it's wild because um, one of the studies that came out in Europe showed that uh, self-selecting diets, so dogs would sniff out a self-selecting diet that was um, predominantly fat and protein with very little carbohydrates. Right. Um, and, and they would do that. And once, once they hit that, whatever that magic number is for the dog, because each dog has a different level on it, uh, the dog is satiated. So that's, again, not to do the infomercial, but our bars are made that way. So yeah. our, our bars hit the essential amino acid. One bar, which is only two ounces, covers all the essential amino acid needs of dogs at 25 pounds. Yeah, so, I, I've noticed that they, they don't beg. After they eat them, they don't beg. Yeah, they, and it, it, gives them, it gives them what they need and mm -hmm. only what they need. There's no, so in order to make a kibble, you need a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of starches in order mm -hmm. to produce the kibble. Um, right. I mean, it's just part of the manufacturing process. So um, traditional kibble is anywhere from 35 to 65% carbohydrates and usually 15, 20% starches plus. Yeah. And then added sugar and things like that. So you got all that stuff going in to make the kibble, to puff it out, to keep it solid, all that. We don't have that. So our, our two ounce bar feeds the equivalent of anywhere from 10 to 14 ounces of a kibble because we don't have all those other pieces to it. So anyway, it's, it's very cool that um, they show that dogs can do that. There's also some stuff of, um, you know, the dog's ability. Like, I don't know if your dogs are similar. Most not most, a good amount of dogs uh, get very stressed when they have to go to the veterinarians. And, and it's some of, the, some of the studies on olfactory uh, senses and abilities are showing that in a veterinary clinic in the waiting room, they can sense the previous stress and disease and sickness and even dying and death that's in the clinic, which mm -hmm. just elevates their stress and, and does all those things. So, um, you know, one of, one of a good, or a good friend of mine, uh, opened up a mobile, uh, a home 
vet clinic, right. which is fantastic because, you know, it's better for you on convenience and timing, but for the pet, you know, if they never liked shots or didn't like getting taped up and things like that, it's the same process, but now they're in their home. So they, they're familiar with the surroundings, the smells. It's not, you know, nothing, nothing too stressful or crazy for the dog. So um, I'd love to see more of that available across the country because it's, you know, that's a lot of stress. I mean, you got people who don't like going to a hospital. <laughs> if you're a dog, it's the same thing, but they smell more of it. Yes. So I do have a mobile vet and it's interesting that you say that because I never realized the common thread that the dogs in my conversations that mention going to the vet, the, certainly there are dogs who say they don't like it or they don't want to go. Uh, the dogs that say they don't mind going to the vet, like I'll be talking to the dogs and they'll say, actually, your dog likes, there's someone there. The people at the vets <laughs> who connect with the dogs I can tell because I'll say your dog actually likes going to the vet. There's somebody there. I see this woman, your dog is showing me such and such or the vet or there's a certain, and the, the, the dog's person will say, yes, that's true. That the people at the vet can help have an effect on changing Absolutely. that olfactory thing. So uh, again, I like to advocate for the dogs. If any of you working in a vet, just make sure you know you're, how you interact with the animals makes a huge impact and overcomes those smells. Okay. So what else, Louie, do, do you want to add anything or are we going to get to captain? before? Louis, we they, they, they switch spots. Uh, Louie, Louie is out in the Louis's in, done. outside of the office, just laying down. Uh, you can kind of see him back there with his oh, tail. Oh, I see the tail. Okay, and Louie. Captain. Cappy, Cappy is right here in my lap. I'll switch Cappy the camera. Wants to turn. Can I see your eyes, captain? Uh, and, and he says that you can call me Cappy. Okay, Cappy. So Cappy, hi. Hi, big stretch. Yes, first off, let's acknowledge what a great guy Cappy is for welcoming Louie into the house. He, <laughs> he was a real gentleman for the most part. At first he was a little like, what's this? But he said he deserves more credit for his hospitality. <laughs> uh, so Cappy's word is hospitality. Cappy, I think Louie's staying. And it's not just hospitality. It's a new family member. What do you think of that? Louie walked out on that. You don't want to hear that part, Louie? Um, I mean, Captain. Cap Cappy, Louie's a family member. It's That's pretty clear. And he says, he actually knows. He says, Louie just moved right in and made himself at home. So, <laughs> hi, Cappy. What do you want to say? He likes that, that Louie's there because the activities are more fun. He likes the camaraderie that they have for the most part. He likes the fun activity. It's like party time more, like a birthday party. It feels like, a, I guess you guys celebrate birthday. You have fun time at your house at birthday parties. <laughs> and Cappy knows that. And with Louie, it's like a birthday party more often. So that's been fun. He's like, Louie has livened things up. Cappy, are you trying to get him to go? I want to see if there's anything else that you want to say for this. Okay, so he says, talk about the food. Okay, so we're, we can talk another time. <laughs> he said the food is what matters most here and that it is important because he said that Noble Foods isn't doing this because it's not because we need the money. It's not because we couldn't do other, that Jim couldn't do something else. Oh, 
it's what matters most is that listeners know that this guy, Jim and his buddy are committed. To, this is not, I, I, this is from the dog. Cause I, that they are committed to doing the best food that they know with their experience for not just us, because he could have just done it for you. Huh? It makes me want to cry. He, he really knows this. He, he says that you could have just kept this to yourself and fed your dogs and done things that were simpler. And you're doing this because you really do care about the dogs. And Cappy wants people, that's what Cappy wants people to know is that this business is, we're the lucky ones because you could have kept this to yourself and that you could have done other kind of jobs that were simpler and you're doing this to help the dogs. Well, thank you, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, what a plug. Thank you, Louie and Captain. You have been- <laughs> I, think he, I think he wants a solo again. <laughs> he does, what about me? He, I think, okay, Louie, do you want, Louie's done with me. He, he got his message across. He, he wants people to remember the transitions of, of puppy to big dog. And <laughs> he's like, the window. Don't forget what she said about the window and the chair. Try I will. Try I'll definitely send you blanket. pictures. Yeah, try the blanket so he can have a spot, get a different chair. That's all he cares about. You've heard him. <laughs> is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, the only thing with Cappy is uh, he's, you know, we, we try to try to keep him stress-free, but he is an anxious dog. So if there's anything that he needs. <laughs> oh, okay. You want me to see? He, he gets very anxious. Um, okay, so he likes space between activities. He, he can't keep up. Physically, he can. He can't keep up emotionally. He needs, like, we're do the more structure you can do, the better. And telling him, we're going to go do that. Friends are coming. Oh, he wants space between things. It, it helps him decompress. He needs space between activities. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And, and fair warning. That's his word when something's going to happen. Oh, cause I see when you are doing like you get caught up in something, it's like, Oh, I got to go do this. That, that kind of, he's like, you didn't, why didn't you tell me it, it, it disconnect for him when, when it's so sudden jolts of, Oh, we got to go. Oh, the, Oh, the water's boiling over. Oh, you do this. Don't you, you go like this. And he's like, it, sometimes it startles him is his word. And it's not just you. It's like when the house, it's like, Oh, I thought you were going to crash into each other. He, it's almost like a visual thing for him that it's like it. No, seriously. I feel it. It's like his brain can't track. Has he ever had his eyes checked or something? Anything? <laughs> no. It, it, who has their eyes checked? But it's like his head. I feel nauseous. Oh it's, yeah. He's constantly moving. It, 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 yeah. Oh. But I mean, his, the tracking from his eyes and his head to keep up with the activity and process it is too much when there's a lot going on. Yeah. That's why, I'm not making this up. That's why he wants space. Like if he's been for a walk, just let him chill. Don't, no expectations and give him space. We're gonna have dinner in 20 minutes. He likes to know. <laughs> he, okay. that, would be, just, that would be a very fair and accurate statement. Okay, good. Yes. So you're with me. So, cause one of my challenges as an animal communicator is 
I'm trying to make this like more mainstream. Like you're have, we want people to think about their food and don't just dump something in the bowl and say, eat this. I want people to talk to their dogs and listen. And so when I tell people, cause I don't think you've ever worked with an animal communicator. Have you? Nope. Okay. So what my goal is an animal that, behaviorist, but not a communicator. No, somebody who's like getting information from the dog's perspective. My goal is that first time, clients, conversationalists, will then, when they're not working with me, remember it and think, oh yeah, it's really important for Louie to see out the window. Oh, I'm going to make this comfortable for Louie. Those are, those are two things that are already locked in my head of, and of that giving, you'll of do giving this... an advance notice and getting Louie yes. back up on the chair. And <laughs> what you notice, because I'll talk to people and they'll, I'll say, well, did you try the crate even with the door open? And they'll say, no, not yet. And I'm like, well, is the dog still doing this? Yeah. I'm like, just try what we've try said it. and your dog right. will keep telling you. So enough said, I appreciate you being open to hearing from your dogs. And I appreciate you for sure going forward with the dog food um, business. And from whatever Kathy said, you didn't need to do this. And you're doing this as a service, I can tell, um, for the dogs of the world. So thank you so much. And if people want to try your dog food or um, buy it, where do they go? Where can they get this? So uh, we are available online at uh -huh. Noble Foods. That's N-O-B-L foods.com. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, that has all the products and things like that on there. There's uh, some trials or if you even just wanted to try some, uh, go through the website, send us an email and uh, let us know about your dog and, and we'll see if we can send you some stuff. So give it a sample before you have to buy it. Um, we'll have a coupon code or discount code that uh, they can use. Okay. And um, outside of that, we're currently in about 154 stores, about, I know exactly, 154 stores across the country. Uh -huh. uh, and by January, or at least by the beginning of January, we should be in another 700. Wow. So, so there are people, so, I mean, there's plenty of people who want to just order online. There are mm -hmm. people who like to go and touch boxes and do their comparisons and all. I, on your website, is there a way to find out locations if there's one near them at a store? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We um, at the bottom of the homepage, there's a store locator. Mm -hmm. um, so right, it has the stores that have uh, purchased the product so far this year. Um, if they still have it out of stock, it, it doesn't get to that level, but it tells you it's there. It should give you address. Um, I think we've got, or we're working on getting phone numbers and, and their store websites or Facebook pages on there as well. Um, but if, if nothing's, and you can search it by five, 10, 25 mile radius. Um, okay. If you don't find anything there, uh, you can get it at noblefoods.com. Okay. And the coupon is good only online or do the stores take it too? Yeah, just, just online. Uh, we okay. can provide that to you. And you know, if you want to post it up there, sure. and, you know, so for people that, uh, that listen to you and follow you and things like that, we'll get that out there so that we can, uh, you know, we can see how many people, uh, yeah. And give it a shot and then we'll hopefully uh, have some new customers ask them for some feedback and input on, on what their dogs thought so sure sure okay well thank you so much it's been fun chatting with you i love that we could combine 
talking to two dogs, very chatty, different dogs, with educating listeners a bit about dog food and finding what's the best fit for your dog and your family. So, yeah, well, noble thank you dog very food. much. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. You're welcome. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. If you or someone you know has a dog that you want to find out what it wants you to know, go to my website. You can book a session with me and we can find out.